from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, November 16th, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's episode is brought to you by Bright Peak. Hey, do the holidays differently this year. You can avoid being broke and stressed out this Christmas season with Bright Peak's free Holiday Survival Guide resource. It gives you five simple steps to tackle the holiday financial stress differently. You'll get tools to make a plan to take control of your holiday spending, Align with your partner on your holiday game plan. Avoid Black Friday and Cyber Monday temptation because it's real. Uh, You'll get tools to save extra money and stay on track with your spending. It's an amazing free resource and it's available for you right now. If you go to relevantmagazine.com slash love and money, Bright Peak is our partner in our love and money section. And that resource, the holiday survival guide is available for free at relevantmagazine.com slash love and money. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron, and here with me in our Orlando studios, ringing in the holiday season, my brother on the ones and twos, Chandler Strang. Hello. Uh, On the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. Uh, Down the street, also in Nashville, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. And folks, this is a big deal. I'm going to say two things real quick. I've been podcasting for almost, no, not almost, over 13 years. I can count on zero fingers how many episodes I've done without Jesse Carey. Jesse Carey is out on vacation this week. He is not joining us. Guess who's sitting in for the show? Our long-lost friend from from Gainesville, Florida, Big Cat, Eddie Koffelt. Bring the fatted calf he was lost and is found. It is good to hear your voices. Uh, And per my writer... Yes. Let's talk about... Well, you know, it's your show... But uh, but we got stuff to talk about. Let's talk about Christmas, Annie. <laughs> yeah. Generally, as a general rule, when do you feel like it is appropriate to decorate your house for Christmas? I would say very clearly it's the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, and okay. you? I would say whenever you want. <laughs> See, Annie, uh, what the listener doesn't know is we're seeing on the Skype camera, Annie is broadcasting from what looks like maybe her living room or dining room. Dining there- room? The North Pole, by my <laughs> estimation. By my watch, there are at least five Christmas trees in yeah. this one camera view. That is not true. It's four. And oh, three four. of them are very small table decor. Uh-huh. One of them is a real tree. But listen, to be fair, I, do the math with me. I'm out of town three days for Thanksgiving. I'm uh-huh. out of town 10 days in December. So I feel like that gives me an extra 13 days in my own home, which would have equaled out to last Saturday. Annie, let me ask you this. During the mm. opening... Uh, when we were hearing about our friends at Bright Peak who have put together a very helpful resource for people who <laughs> want to decorate their homes without breaking the bank, don't want to be stressed about Christmas. Did you think to yourself, hmm, I wish I had known this existed no. yesterday? <laughs> ask, me, ask me how many dollars I spent on buying this this year. No, this year. Zero. Okay, but Zero how dollars. this year? This what is all matter? my stuff. 
You yeah, spent nineteen thousand yeah. last year. You're yeah. still you're still paying just it off, wallowing yeah. in debt. I mean, it's <laughs> just disturbing. I have zero debt. One thing bright people teach you is that it's a long term thing. It's not just to, the little the little things here and there today and yesterday doesn't matter. It's about a long term financial plan, Annie. Well, I'd love to sit down with you, go over some of their resources with you sometime this week. Except for I, I can't get into your home free. because it's blocked by five Christmas trees. <laughs> and I would just like to say in closing, uh, to quote Tyler Huck of B from before the show, it looks exactly like a mall Christmas display. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. A Y'all's jealousy is showing so hard and I so receive it. I get it. Hard. My house is beautiful and you're jealous and I get it. You guys, you can do decorate your trees as early as you want. Last night, um, literally I'm driving to dinner uh, on, on the phone, a speaker phone with a friend and they, and, and we we're talking about this weekend and the, and the friend said that they're going to get their Christmas tree on Saturday. Yeah. And my son, nine year old son looked at me with this incredulous look on his face and went, why? And I was like, <laughs> because it's, I guess it's like, you know, close to Thanksgiving. Some people are just proactive. And he's like, no, this is way too early. We just had Halloween. Okay, and, don't know. tell him, Cameron, because I, I like being friends with Cohen. Don't tell him that I'm already Christmas. Yeah, that, it will change his view of you. I know. I don't want that. It is. But it's also, it is so clear. This is just one of those times in life when it is very clear, like, when you're supposed to do something, because everything else we got to kind of guess. No, but no, no. no. But when my Santa, math, Eddie, my math is right. Your your math is flawed. When Santa no. shows up at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, right. you may oh begin. God, it's the biggest <laughs> moment go. of the year, isn't it? It is the biggest moment of the year. But but a moment before that, and this is biblical. A moment yeah. before that is blasphemy. <laughs> That's right. So no, no. You're disgracing. You're you're om- you're just overlooking the pilgrims. You're overlooking gratitude if you skip yeah. over you Thanksgiving that. You don't like know that. that. The pilgrims can't be here as well. The Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. the pilgrims it's did some great work. from your entire holiday narrative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I put them up before Halloween, again, doing the math of backing up by 13 days. Right. I, she has had a cornucopia up since Easter. Yeah. Here in East Nashville, Liz and I were, were walking down to, to a restaurant spot and we walked by where they have the, the East Nashville like Christmas tree farm where they bring out, there's a school over here in the big schoolyard. They bring out all the Christmas trees and it's, it's already, it's already up. And as they're oh, yeah. setting it all up, Liz, we're across the street. Liz screams at them. You guys just left. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, another, Eddie, I mean, Cameron. You're, this is your first Christmas in your new house, right? Yeah. 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 And so it is for me too. And uh, fr- and I was kind of having like, a, I'm not trying to get serious here. I know better than with you, Yahoos. But I was kind of having a hard time like uh, feeling at home here because I have Wrap it up. <laughs> I know, I know. Come on, get I to know. it. I knew when I started that it was, I was going to get roasted to death for this. But the other reason I went ahead and did it is, is it just, I want to feel more at home in my home and I have a lot of time off the road this month. And so I wanted to go ahead and start like making more memories in my house. Everybody okay. just roast me. Ready? Go. No, world's tiniest violin playing over here. I'm going to keep going. Everybody. You're winning me over. Give it to me. Cameron, keep it rolling. <laughs> we have a great show in store for you today. Today, there's a movie coming out, uh, Instant Family, starring Mark Wahlberg. Guess uh, who's yeah. on the show today? Mr. Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg is joining us. Uh, we couldn't get in track. We couldn't track down the funky bunch. We They might be dead. We don't know. But Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> not for lack of so, effort. That's a long Mark Wahlberg there, is here. But- 
I assume. Are you doing a live interview from Wahlburger down the street? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the Wahlburgers, if you ever go to a Wahlburgers, it's just a normal, you know, hamburger joint, except in the menu, it's like Donnie's favorite, Mark's favorite, yeah. whatever. And I'm like, this thing should be dripping with, you know, Wahlberg stuff, right? Well, then you go down the hallway to the bathroom and that's where all the movie posters are. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where they shove all of Mark's movie posters is in the bathroom hallway. I wonder if that was in the contract. Like they had to negotiate it. Like Mark wanted it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. On the windows, on the outside. Like as you're walking in. Yeah. Just dripping with Mark Wahlberg, you know, memorabilia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and Donnie talked him down to the bathroom. Right. Mm -hmm. And stills of Donnie from the sixth sense, just terrifyingly (laughs) covering the bathroom walls. Gosh, that is, he is so scary. And the sixth sense. Totally. He is really scary. Yeah. But he was more scary when I saw new kids on the block live last year and they were living their dreams. That, that was terrifying have y'all seen them live as grown-ups no no why would, why would i, I mean not. i've seen them like in photographs I, I, I hear you i'm just saying it was it was a lot so i have two scary episodes with donnie Wahlberg. why <laughs> did you buy tickets like you went on yeah, purpose yeah, yeah, with my real american dollars that's right i thought it'd be great but they the problem is they think everyone's there because we think they're hot and want to no date uh, them and things you're a lord <laughs> you're there for nostalgia you're there, you there the art <laughs> I'm there, no, I'm there because it's funny. I'm there because you're like, oh my gosh, I love. <laughs> I miss Jesse. How's it going? I do. I, would, uh, I do think that uh, new kids weren't really thinking when they came up with the name. They weren't yes. thinking long term. <laughs> right. they, uh, they didn't. They didn't see this going. They saw this being like a like a year long thing, hey, a year long right. career. I had the exact same conversation with uh, JD from Hillsong United about Hillsong Young and Free. I was oh, like, yeah. doesn't yeah. that ne- give them a shelf life? And mm-hmm. and they, a lot of these bands. they yeah. they're behind the scenes, they are le- legitimately talking about that. Like, what do we do? Because we have some young and free members who are 30 now, you know, like some of them are still in their early twenties, but you know, the youth group leaders are now older. Um, and so they're saying they're thinking they're internally, they're talking about like, should Hillsong Young and Free just be the youth band or, or brand? And like, they yeah. have a revolving cast oh. forever. Yeah, and then, I feel like yeah. that makes sense. And then, like, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. I was very encouraging of that strategy. Yeah, yeah so. that's a good idea. Yeah. Like Hillsong uh, investing in a Roth IRA. That would be the new band. Just <laughs> something that really signifies 30. <laughs> Hillsong looking for a controlled rent place in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Hillsong decorating for Christmas in early yeah. November. Yeah. Listen, that Hillsong. would be an honor. Let's just watch some Netflix. We need to go out tonight. <laughs> and free. That would be their name. And free. And free. <laughs> Hillsong Netflix and free is a pretty good. There's something there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, hey, so Eddie, uh, you're here filling in for Jesse. Those are big shoes to fill, man. I, Impossibly I big shoes to fill. <laughs> You're stepping up. Yeah. Uh, how, how how have you been? How's life in Gainesville? We've missed you. And for oh. all of you who have tweeted those things, it's not a we miss <laughs> Eddie things. and therefore don't like. I just there's no divide here. We all miss Eddie. Can we all just say that Eddie? We're so happy you're back. How, how are things? Okay. How's the family? Yeah, and I'm going to just say behind the scenes, uh, this is all a lie. There is some very <laughs> salacious stuff, and I would continue on social media to poke around for it. Um, you're going to uncover the truth. Um, the truth is, life is pretty busy here in Gainesville. Brianne is doing great in law school, and the kids are in school, and we're just kind of holding it down up here. Um, but it's good. Gainesville, uh, pretty quiet city. Uh, pretty 
pretty, pretty quiet. <laughs> like, um, it's Except like on country- Saturdays. Yeah, on Saturdays it's fun. Uh, for sometimes it's fun. Not so much fun if we're like playing Missouri or something. But you know, it's uh, it's all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was awesome yeah. to watch. So, but uh, yeah, doing good up here. And also, a, a part of this has been I. I mean, Cameron, do you mind if I talk about some behind the scenes contract stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I, in my new writer, I won't appear on a show with Jesse anymore. Uh, right. so <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I thought people yeah. could just infer that, but yeah. 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 I just won't be where he is. So if he's just not going to be on the show, he's right. on vacation for a couple of weeks. Happy to be here. If he's back on, well, then you just are stuck with ask Jesse and whatever terrible things he's doing. And if and listeners hearing this are probably going to assume that when Eddie says all this, that just means that him and Jesse have sort of an acrimonious relationship. No. And, and they do. And I think it's really important to stress that it's yeah. much worse than you think it is. They yeah. truly hate each other. Yeah. I have never punched a person in the gut before. <laughs> right and in the gut. It, well, I had to. Yeah. It was just things, things went real south. And we all knew it was coming. Right. Although, Eddie, I gotta about- say, if you were to punch anybody in the gut right now, you'd probably kill them because you're looking very strong. <laughs> oh, I think it's oh, a lot of muscle. I feel. Thank you. I don't have any responses for that. <laughs> thank you. I feel very strong. Well, done, I think Tyler. it's only because you're seeing me um, mid torso up. I'm I'm <laughs> scooted down in this chair. If you saw the whole body, you'd be rest assured. I'm I'm still I'm in seeing the arms. Form. They look they look yeah. ready. They look taut. <laughs> I didn't mean it's a weird way to compliment somebody to say you look literally le- lethal. But you, 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 you look like you're in, in deadly good shape. And, and well, I, and you look like you use very good moisturizer on your face. You have wonderfully soft skin. It's, it's just the cheapest one I can find at Walgreens. But this is you. the weirdest. Really nice. Welcome back conversation. <laughs> yeah. This is and very Cameron weird. And I are what? It's like just not pretty? Okay, everybody. Serious. <laughs> Think Around the horn or don't do it at all. Is what I said. <laughs> Around the horn or don't do it at all. I think we all know. It. Everybody knows that you could kill Jesse if you wanted to in a New York. Nobody's ever doubted that. <laughs> no Never one's doubted my upper body strength. Okay. Oh, yeah. man. Got it. All right. Well, moving the show along, it's time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for. In case you missed it. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Dan Crenshaw and Pete Davidson shared a, a really touching moment on SNL this past Saturday. Oh, yeah. um, you know, we mentioned on last week's show that uh, Saturday Night Live found itself in a controversy when Pete Davidson made fun of former Navy SEAL Dan Crenshaw. In the bit, uh, Pete uh, made fun of the appearance of several midterm election candidates, including Crenshaw, who lost his eye while fighting in Afghanistan. Rightfully so, a joke at the expense of an injured war hero didn't exactly go over well. Well, this week, Pete apologized and then was joined by Dan Crenshaw himself, who not only proved to be a good sport about the whole thing, but had some pretty funny burns for Pete Davidson as well. Um, the, the, the crazy thing is the, the segment ended when Dan uh, was talking about the power of forgiveness, uh, veterans, and why we should look for good in people. Here's a clip. There's a lot of lessons to learn here. Not just that the left and right can still agree on some things, but also this, Americans can forgive one another. We can remember what brings us together as a country and still see the good in each other. This is Veterans Day weekend, which means that it's a good time for every American to connect with a veteran. Maybe say thanks for your service, but I would actually encourage you to say something else. Tell a veteran, never forget. When you say never forget to a veteran, you are implying that as an American, you are in it with them, not separated by some imaginary barrier between civilians and veterans, but connected together as grateful fellow Americans who will never forget the sacrifices made by veterans past and present. 
and never forget those we lost on 9-11. Heroes like Pete's father. So I'll just say, Pete, never forget. Never forget. And that is for let me, let me, let me say, can I say something about this? I uh, am a part of the band Hillsong 945 and I sleep on the sofa. And so I don't see Saturday Night Live live anymore. I see it on Sunday and I have to work really, really hard to not have it spoiled on social media. Right. But AFD, you oh, really went to, you don't need to be sorry, but you really went to town on this last moment that they shared together. Will you yeah. tell everyone how you ruined SNL, but also showed a beautiful moment? Yeah, well, when I was watching it, I actually watched it the next morning as well. And uh, I watched when I was watching the full clip at the very end when Colin Jost is doing like, thank you and thank you. And I'm Colin Jost. You just the microphone picks up Pete Davidson leaning over to Dan Crenshaw and saying, you're a good man. Thank you. Oh, and man. it just like it brought almost brought tears to my eyes because I thought, man, this this guy just coming on Dan Crenshaw, just coming on and being kind really affected Pete Davidson. And you can see it during Dan Crenshaw's like monologue thing. He mentions Pete's father and Pete's face does this. Like, did y'all see it? Yeah. He does this like blink. He's like, he's like sad. He's a boy who yeah. lost his dad at nine yeah. I mean, yeah. 11. I, I had no idea that that was his story. And yeah. it explains a lot yeah. about Pete Davidson, you know, honestly, yeah, right? like, it makes you see him in a new light. Like, more empathy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think it's it's easy to forget that Pete's going going through a lot right now with the with the breakup of I think everybody agreed that it was sort of an ill-advised engagement. It, it happened very quickly. But but we've all been through breakups. It's very difficult. And yeah. uh, and it's no fun to be living out your breakup on in front of a live studio audience once a week every night and uh and for him to continue to come out. He's probably going to make I I've I've made some ill-advised comments and mistakes when I've been trying to deal with the breakup. So I'm not surprised that he has said some regrettable things, but I am glad that it provided us with an opportunity to see, to see uh, a, what was really a very nice moment on a show that doesn't have those very often anymore. So I, I, I did I've, I've saw it happen live and uh, Liz and I are both yeah. really touched by it. Yeah. I was, I was also up at 1150 when it was airing. I'm um, sure you are. Were you buying things on Amazon? Uh, <laughs> he was on his bright peak advisor had just called him and said i, I just saw your activity yeah. Yeah. i have a bright you. peak accountability alert set up that uh if i get on the instagram shop now button after 2 a.m uh, i get a call literally so. dave bright peak calls you and says hey shut it down your computer shut it down uh, sorry hey, cameron sorry you're gonna say something no really no bad. i just I, I i love the touching moments too at the end but i really enjoyed when uh dan Crenshaw's phone rang and it was an Ariana Grande song. Oh, that yeah, was, was a great was, joke. Yeah, that was yeah, a great joke. That was a great joke. I wish we, I wish we had behind the scenes on how much of that Pete knew was happening and didn't yeah. because they have rehearsals, right? So, yeah. but there were a couple times you could, that it moment seemed the, authentic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there were a couple were moments like even, even when really he mentioned authentic. his dad, like I don't know that his dad yeah. was in the rehearsal. You Same. Know? That's what I thought too, Cameron. I, those are the two moments I thought Pete didn't totally know this was going to happen. Yeah. And that's why I would like to, in the spirit of that, in the spirit of the holiday season, uh, I do. I want to apologize, Annie, for saying that your house looks like a mall. You don't. That was, that, that was, that was unkind of me, and it was not reflective of the spirit of Christmas, which I try to hold in my heart this time of year and all times of year. So I hope you can forgive me for my insensitivity. Wow. And Ch I would like to just say, Chandler, when inevitably you blow up your own uh, 
relationship, I would like to appear on the show and roast you and burn you so hard. I'd like to to say that. And I will wear an eye patch during it. Oh my god! Oh boy. Can we not say that? I, uh, hey, I've no, got one in my drawer. Fine, I don't wear it. Fine. It's oh my god! <laughs> hey, in uh, case you missed it, uh, this week oh, Pedro Lord. the Lion returned with a really emotional Tiny Desk concert. Uh, the indie rock legend Dave Bazan hasn't released music under the Pedro the Lion moniker in nearly 14 years. Uh, the band's known for being an outlet for Bazan's ongoing journey with faith and doubt. In his lead up to the upcoming release of the album Phoenix, he stopped by the NPR music office for a stripped down performance. Here's a clip. Remember what it was like to stride that yellow light. First freedom, second light. All the places I could ride. Believe in early packing light. That little my kingdom for someone to ride with. Awesome. I, uh, I, I was, I was in the car the other day and I was listening to the indie station and Pedro the Lion came on and I was like, I didn't know there was a new album coming. I was like, whoa. And like, it was like all of a sudden it was 2000 again. It just like it took me back to Cornerstone. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a time capsule. It was awesome. Do you guys remember when, when Pedro the Lion back in like, the year 2000 released an album called Winners Never Quit, and it was about Christian politicians who have like some seedy scandals going on behind the scenes, but they use their Christian like positive Christian <laughs> politics to put up a front and distract people from it. That was that was almost 20 years ago. That Those Pedro the did days. That. Yeah. <laughs> He's been ahead of the curve the entire time. He's I, been I, a I've prophet been, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> David Bazan's been there for me for a, a long time, and obviously he's had a a very he's really lived out a very complicated up and down faith journey for all of the rest of us to to see and he's been very vocal about where he's at and one step forward two steps back but i've always appreciated his authenticity hey uh in case you missed it this week uh fear of god founder and designer jerry lorenzo and artist john mayer sat down for a moving conversation about sobriety creativity and mental health with complex uh, it got deeply personal uh, they, about their own struggles as creative people and how they've dealt with success and quitting drinking. Um, during the conversation, uh, Jerry frequently references his faith and how God helped him get through some of his darkest chapters. Here's a clip. I went to one AA meeting and it was like, hey, my name is Jerry and I'm an alcoholic. And I hated saying it. And that was the last meeting I went to. Wow. You know, just because I didn't want to confess that over my life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. so. My, my way to quit wasn't by going to meetings. I was still able to quit, you know, three years next month. But like you said, it's a personal thing. I, I am a huge Jerry Lorenzo fan. And John, I got to be honest with you, I'm not musically the biggest John Mayer fan, but that mm-hmm. that music video he did. It's so funny. Of like the mall so kiosk thing. I, I like And like it. instrumentally, it's really good. It's a good song. Yeah, it's it's a just good sound, song. It just sounds like John Mayer, though. That, yeah. Know, he's singing or whatever. But. He's like, I, I, the more I see him, like SNL, if there's a hip hop artist performing on SNL, half the time, right, he's, he's the playing, guitarist he's in the background, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's just a cool He's got dude. a pretty cool career. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. I can't remember if it was us talking about this or not, but I there are a lot of creatives I know that are quitting drinking. It's a really interesting hmm. conversation going interesting. on right now of like what it isn't doing for you and what you thought it was doing for you. And uh, was that us? Did we have this conversation? Nope. I mean, I talk to y'all for hours every week. I can't imagine it would be anybody else. I don't, re- I don't recall this conversation, but I've, I have heard, I've seen studies that say sobriety is actually going up 
among younger yeah. generations. They're they're drinking mm. less and doing engaging in fewer uh, risky activities across the board than people like us were when we were there. Yeah, Gen yeah. Z is the most um uh yeah, they're the most sober, the most sexually pure, the most like lowest drug usage, everything. Uh Gen Z coming up is like losers. Let's just say maybe they were watching uh previous generations and the mistakes that they made and maybe they're learning from it. But yeah, losers would be another way to yeah, yeah. Losers well, like, too. You know, t- there's two sets of data out there. Yeah. How do you go to how, how do you sleep at night is what I want to know for all these people. How are you able to stop the voices? How, I, these are all questions I have, but I'm all I'm all about answering. Um, how do you dull just the constant roar of I'm in I'm insecure. I need people to like me. I need people to think I'm cool. I gotta go to more parties. You can't just turn those off. <laughs> all right. Uh in case you missed it, it was announced this week. It's official. A Breaking Bad movie is actually happening. Uh, Vince Gillian's crime universe is coming is continuing to expand. The Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad creator announced this week that he's working on a new film based on the Breaking Bad story. It's unclear hmm. what characters will be involved, but Brian Cranston told Dan Patrick this week that he wanted to be in the movie and that it uh, closes some storylines left open ended when the series ended. Brian said, uh, there's a lot of people who felt that they wanted to see some kind of completion to some of these storylines that were left open. Open, and this idea, from what I'm told, gets into these, at least a couple of the characters who are not completed as far as their journey. So there you go. How do you feel? How do we feel about uh, Breaking Bad? Because I, I was a big fan of how Breaking Bad ended. I was very skeptical about Better Call Saul, but it's ended up being a, a really terrific TV Phenomenal. show that I like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So do we, are we like, has he won sort of our, uh, our like cautious endorsement of yeah. continuing to expand the Breaking Bad cinematic universe, or I or tr- is it going to be Entourage? Yeah, exactly. I, t- I trust him. I mean, honestly, I know. It, I, he. If you look at Breaking Bad, if you look at the first two seasons, he yeah. thought it was going to be a, a dark comedy. Uh, like he's talked about this. He th- when he pitched the show, he wrote the show as a dark comedy, which is why he got the dad from Malcolm in the Middle to play the lead. He thought yeah. it was just going to be like a messed up dark comedy. And then they figured out halfway through through cinematography and the acting chops of the cast and, you know, where the storyline inevitably started to go. No, we've got the, one of the most gripping dramas in TV history on our hands. And, the, and if you look at the show in season five from season one, it's just it's a completely different thing. He continued that trajectory with Better Call Saul, in my opinion. I mean, he like yeah. it hit the ground running. We're right. where Breaking Bad left off. And I, I totally trust him with the film. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Had had Better Call Saul not been so good, I'd be nervous about this. I agree. But Better Call Saul was, I think, in some ways better than Breaking Bad. And so yeah, it's like, well, what are you, you well, going to do? It, it didn't take two and a half seasons to figure out what it was. And that's why I think right. it's like maybe yeah, superior. I, better call, I treated Better Call Saul the same way I treated Parks and Rec, where when the first few shows didn't do anything for me, I was out. And then y'all tell me, you should watch Parks and Rec. It's hilarious. Yeah. And I don't I, I don't get back on board because the first season didn't do anything for me. Well, I mean, Seinfeld was that way. Parks and Rec was that way. And some of these shows just take a yeah. couple of seasons to find its legs and it becomes one of the best things in TV history. I mean, yeah. Parks and Rec is up there with 30 Rock, no, Seinfeld. I'm going to. I'm going to, Cameron. It's I'll pretty rare for a show to actually come out of the gates with a its general vibe figured out yeah, and definitely. and sort of immutable and two just being as good as it's ever going to get it, sure. it, i just don't, i can't think of many shows where from the pilot on i was all in mm. Those are the one I which one bobs burgers i thought you said wall burgers 
did too. Well. I thought he did too. I was like, you're right, Chandler. You Boom. are right. And knew what it was the right they out the were gates. on brand from day one. <laughs> yeah. But don't you want that oh. in your art? Don't you want it to evolve? Don't you want it to like stay yeah, fresh yeah, but and I also keep think moving? I, I want my art to evolve, but I want to like it. I want to like the version of it at the start. I don't want to have to like sit through a whole season of something and go like, well, it's going to evolve into something that I love. You know, like, I don't know. I, I mean, Parks and Rec personified the arc or the evolution of it is personified in the character of Chris Pratt. I mean, like he was just Agreed. this horrible boyfriend who was so stupid. He fell in the pit. And then if you look at him at the end of the show, like he's just a totally different character, you know, Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's the show. I mean, Chris yeah. Pratt's evolution uh, his character's evolution or transformation maybe is, is yeah. how the show transforms. Brooklyn you know? nine, nine is another one that right out the gates is they, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, but, that's a good word. You're but right. Some, but something to be said for, it kind of stayed the same, there. The same people. That's true. But it was also the same people who made parks and rec. So they, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they just, they already had the experience. Well, that, there's your better call Saul coming after yeah, breaking yeah. bad. Yeah, we, yeah, we know sure. what we're doing now right, and right. we, the next show hits the ground running. Yeah. You know, it was hard, hard about Parks and Rec because I just went back and started it again because I haven't seen it since it was originally on the air is that it gets really when, when it starts to get really funny. There's also a long story arc with uh, Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I, I'm enjoying these jokes, but it's a little hard to see these guys. It, it's like it was very weird, very weird how that kind of changes so drastically over time. I, you know, I thought 30 Rock, you know, again, I haven't maybe watched the first few episodes in a while, but I mean, I don't recall it taking a while to catch itself. I mean, the, the banter's there. Alec Baldwin's there. It's right. pop, pop, pop. You know, yeah. the jokes are tight um, from right out the gate from my memory. Perfect uh, strangers. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? Full <laughs> House. Jeez. From day one day on one. Full House, we knew it was happening. That first episode <laughs> yeah. of Full House is actually one of the best ones. Yeah. Wishbone, it, Wishbone came out of the gates with a... It's a talking dog who reads your literary classics and his human friends, his human companions who have adventures that sort of mirror some plots in those literary classics. That is a blueprint that served it well for season after season and is aged like wine. Downton Abbey, masterpiece, day one. Oh, Downton Abbey. We've never talked about that. That's wonderful television. Well, before you were on the show, I did a pretty long arc of talking about Downton Abbey and you could tell that I had alienated the whole podcast crew and audience. Well, Jesse and I have never seen it, so it was like, cool. Have you watched it now, Cameron? No. Why, why I would I? It. I? I watched the first couple seasons. Really? Yeah, there you go. Were, were you watching it by yourself or with a lady friend? No, by myself. What? Yeah. I, just, I wanted a new show to get into, and that was like the one that I could Where's Chandler? Of. It's Saturday night. Where's Chandler? He's home watching Down Abbey by himself. <laughs> yeah, are you seriously roasting your brother for watching television? No, but By that. himself at his house? Which is uh, what you do six nights out of the yeah, week. Yeah, but not down Abbey. I mean, there, there are worse shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not down. Oh, so Real Housewives is better? All right. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now I'm understanding. <laughs> Great Real point, Housewives oh is God. our, is America's Downton Abbey as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. Hillsong, Downton Abbey, and Ty Takeout. <laughs> Lord. Eddie, I'd like to pitch a, a relevant podcast spinoff, in which I, I've never seen Downton Abbey, but... I will I will go through it one episode at a time and I will recap it with you, my Downton Abbey guide. We'll call it Downton Eddie. 
and you can be the sort and I'll just like bounce ideas this like here's is. where I think it's going and you kind of give me like oh, getting warmer getting colder yeah. about about the prediction oh, I, I think oh we just gosh. do this whether we record it or not I just want to be on the call because this is this is the content I am looking for in my life Downton Annie works just as well Alitera it's still there yeah, so uh, yeah we can we can even go back and forth yeah da- Downton Annie needs to happen yeah. I'm gonna just tell you your heart is going to be torn up by the, the lady mary i mean it's it's hard to talk about lady mary's storyline is more than any of us were prepared for emotionally you know that you know that I, if i had a heart left after the end of wishbone which really closed his entire arc i would agree with you <laughs> shredded fast prepare uh, i'm not i'd say we're not losing much ground without jesse right now this seems like one more <laughs> happen if he was here <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, Mark Wahlberg joins us. You're listening to Loud Forest. The song is Hold On. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Mainland with Hometown. In the brand new issue of Relevant, which is out now, if you haven't gotten yours, contact us at support at relevantmagazine.com. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. What a very specific. Let's find a, let's find a shorter email address. <laughs> what? How? What? Help at relevantmagazine.com? That, I guess that would work. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I gotta set that up real quick. Hold on. Like, uh, who would ever go to help it. at? Oh, I see everybody. Got her. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what would I do? I help? What show? Oh, that's actually great. Thanks. Uh, Dang uh, it. Good luck recovering from that burn, Annie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in the new issue, which you should have uh, if you're a subscriber, we spoke at length with actor Mark Wahlberg about how his faith is at the center of everything he does and is an important part of his very busy daily schedule um this weekend he also stars in the new comedy instant family that looks at the importance of adoption and the foster foster care system here is part of our conversation with marky mark mark Wahlberg. oh boy <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this has probably been something you've talked about a lot, but your uh, your schedule seemed chaotic based on the the viral post you did about your uh, your schedule waking up at two thirty in the morning. Uh, yeah, I'm tired right now. Got up today at two thirty, and uh, had a workout and did the whole thing. I'm uh, yeah, I'm pretty beat right now, but got the rest of the day to go. So. Is that a uh, is that schedule a pretty regular part of your life, or is that just uh, when you're training for movies? Uh, right now, no, it's just for work. I mean, I you know, I do whatever I need to do to prepare. So this particular movie that I'm doing, I'm uh, trying to get in the best shape that I possibly can. So I'll do this maybe till about Christmas time, if everything moves ahead according to plan. Has uh, has this level of, uh, of of discipline, just being a hard worker, has that has that always been a part of your life, or did you kind of have to learn, like, to teach yourself how to be 
as a, as disciplined as it seems like you are? No, I think, you know, I, I, I realized pretty early on that I was very fortunate and, you know, I had an opportunity and I didn't want to do anything to mess it up. So I wanted to be the most prepared uh, and do the best possible work that I could. Based on uh, the, just your interactions with people you've been around and, and in all the industries you've been in, do you feel like that's a, sort of a unique trait to you? Yeah, I mean, I wish more people were more disciplined and more prepared. For some people, you know, they have mm-hmm. a, maybe a bit of a sense of entitlement. For others, they're willing to work really hard and not really getting the opportunity. So it was one of those things where I just felt like, you know, I was very fortunate to get an opportunity and I was going to take full advantage of it and, uh, you know, work as hard as I possibly could. You're, uh, according to that schedule, you wake up, the first thing you do when you when you wake up is take time for prayer. Uh, that's something that I've been trying to do more of, and I'm, I just feel like I'm really bad at it. I, I, I'm, I get distracted, or I, I don't even know what to, what to pray about. Um, for, for people who are trying to just be more disciplined, especially with regards to their spiritual lives, what tips do you have? Well, I, I think again for me, it's just it's just the best way to possibly start the day. You know, everybody's asleep; it's really quiet. So I, I I just start with a reading. You know, once I've read, I kind of think about what I was reading, and then there's so many things that I that I think about that I pray about. You know, especially those that are less fortunate, those that don't have God in their life. Um, and then all the responsibility that I have, you know, uh, as, a, as a husband, as a father, um, you know, there, there are a lot of things that I need help and guidance. And, you know, I think just taking that time, whether it's meditating, praying, you know, whatever you want to kind of uh, file it under, it's just for me, it's the best possible way to start the day. How you figure, you know, lock in on, 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 on what's important, what I need to focus on, and then... Uh, and especially express my gratitude. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, I just kind of go out and try to conquer the day. <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you read? Uh, I have a 365 day a year devotional book that actually, uh, first time I got one, I think it was probably about maybe eight or nine years ago. And it comes from the Philippines. Oh, really? But it's a Catholic book. Yep. And, and uh, um, it's something that now this is like of all the things that my wife wants to get me for Christmas she knows that's the one thing that I have to have before the end of the year to be able to start uh, fresh on the first of the year and not and not miss a day so 365 days a year in prayer there's sort of this uh, this stereotype about Hollywood that it'll that it'll chew you up and spit you out especially if you especially your principles that it uh, that it the industry just goes through people uh, who come in with a really strong moral compass, with a really strong spiritual compass, and it's not a it's not a healthy environment for those people. Has that been your experience? No, I don't think so. I mean, if you get caught up in the whole world of nightlife and all that stuff, partying, you know, I mean, that could happen anywhere. That could happen at the college campus in mm-hmm. the middle of Amer- in middle America. I mean, that that can happen anywhere. You know, I think. You know, I'm allowed to kind of go and do exactly what I want, how I want to do it with my personal life and my spiritual life. And, you know, as long as I kind of show up on time and do a great job and, 
you know, make sure that the projects that I'm a part of are successful, then, you know, people will continue to hire me. And, uh, you know, I think there's obviously, there's a, a connection with audience and people of, uh, you know, Christian faith and people mm-hmm. as a whole that can kind of relate to me and identify with me and, and you know, feel that I'm, I'm more authentic in what I do uh, with my my professional job and you know who I am as a person so I don't I don't think so I think any you know LA could be a very bad place if you're out at night and you're getting into all that stuff but you know getting up in the morning and starting my day off in prayer and you know going to play work out and play golf and come home and spend time with my family you know it's good weather and it's it you know it, it's pretty nice but you could get caught up in that like that lifestyle um anywhere these days you know i want to ask you a little bit about about instant family uh we've got a lot of readers who are christian uh take their faith seriously they're always it's it's, uh very rewarding and uh it's exciting to see like depictions of your faith even if it's not explicit but things that you agree with and can support on screen It, it seems to me like instant family meets that what what do you think this movie would have for those people Oh, God, you know, family is the most important thing, you know. Um, this movie is about love and acceptance and uh, helping people who need help. And, you know, uh, in a time where families are being pulled apart, it's nice to know that, you know, uh, there are people out there who are, are, are out there helping people and trying to connect with people and, and invite people and making sure that, it, you know, people feel that uh, they're included in, in this uh, in this big kind of extended family. But, you know, we have a lot of kids that are out there in foster care and need need loving, supporting parents. And, you know, it's 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 a funny movie. It's heartfelt. It's, it's a lot of things, but it's something that, that people need right now, you know, something that's really positive and, and, and makes people feel good. That was Mark Wahlberg. Go check out Instant Family. It releases today. Also, make sure to read the uh, feature profile we do on him in the brand new issue of Relevant. Available now. And if, and if there's any issues com. with your magazine, go to please help me find my magazine subscription <laughs> at relevantmagazine.com forward slash. Why is it my magazine come in the mail at relevantmediagroup.org? Yeah. Uh, yes. We just so set different all- email addresses for every conceivable issue. That- <laughs> <laughs> there's a staple missing in the binding of my issue of Relevant Magazine at Relevant Media Group. My address changed, but the apartment number is different. Can you help me at Relevant Magazine? <laughs> More like irrelevant magazine at relevant oh, media. Boy. Group. No, uh, people, people get y'all with like that a lot. That's a that's a repeated roast y'all get. All right, very old. Hurts every time. Stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. Wake up, wake up, pray up, stay up. Wake up, wake up, pray up, stay up. Wake up, wake up, pray up, stay up. Wake up, pray up. Motivate the trench. We got a woke. We give them hope. Motivate the trench. We got them woke. Street twinning. We give them hope. It can be hard to figure out fair pay for church staff. All too often, it's subjective, which is why we created Church Salary, a new online tool that helps churches determine fair pay levels. With Church Salary, you can quickly determine a fair salary for any role. 
evaluate the impact church location may have on pay, and generate informative reports for each position in your church. Leave the guesswork behind when it comes to determining pay. Visit churchsalary.com today. And I got a ride shotgun. Ain't no fun when you ghost ride. Tell the mayor I'm gonna slide. In the city, my co pilot. Nothing but a little more mileage. You don't want the type of smoke I live. You're listening to T Grizzly. The uh, song is Wake Up, featuring Chance the Rapper. Very encouraging hip hop right there. Uh, okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we were talking about the Pete Davidson thing, SNL thing, and we asked you, what are some things you've done or said that you've later had to apologize for? The only reply I saw was somebody saying, I don't apologize. If I'm wrong about something, I double down. You know, like, yeah, I thought um, someone was quoting Jesse. Uh, yeah, I've seen that Jesse one a Kerry. few times. Yeah. Uh, and, and apparently you guys don't like to uh, publicly talk about things you've done that were so horrible. You had to apologize for them. And Maybe then think about uh, what that says about you. Everybody yeah, have really good yeah. stories. Yeah. yeah, apparently not. Apparently, know. people are a little more shy about their horrible, horrible things that they've said. <laughs> so, so what I was thinking we could do, uh, in, instead of outing your horrible, you know, uh, apology <laughs> necessary uh, things that you've done, uh, is is take advantage of the fact that Eddie's here and do a uh, a modified ask Jesse. And do an Ask Eddie. You guys have been sending in a lot of life questions. We have a, a, a certified counselor on the show yes. today. And we thought, why not lob some of your Ask Jesse questions? So are Eddie? you inviting the certified counselor, Eddie, to a- answer this? Yes. Or are you inviting our Eddie to answer this? Yeah, because there's a lot of curiosity. Because I <laughs> really, really feel like I'm not that good a counselor. <laughs> So. <laughs> I just want to know whether I can sit back and let this be because the counselor yeah. Eddie is no. who you've invited or if I need to be alert and attentive. You need because- to be alert and attentive. So let's do this. Okay. Uh, okay. We're combining the two names, it's Ask Andy. Andy, oh, that Andy, right. ask I'm Andy. All right, I'm okay. into it. So you guys and hit us and up. I am just not gonna be a no. part of this. No, I we guess. don't. We all need your feedback. <laughs> you can <laughs> mute out your microphone and go do whatever you do in Nashville. I'm okay. not even sure you're still here. All right, uh, okay. ask Andy. Uh, Taylor Rogers wrote us and uh, tweeted us and said, "I'm a freshman at a mid-sized Christian university, and I have a huge crush on a guy who doesn't know I exist. What should I do to make uh, to meet him and get his attention?" I actually wrote this one, so I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> that, was a great, that was a great Well, one. it's interesting because, and first of all, good yeah. good job going to a mid-sized Christian university. Yeah, you don't want the big ones. <laughs> the big ones are hard to get into. The small ones are a bubble. You just want to be right, right in the, the middle. Medi- the meaty part of the in, curve. Yeah. Yeah, just nice and indecisive. You can skip chapel. No one knows. Like, yeah. well done going to the school yeah. you go to. Yeah, Good. Annie, and you just, Annie just texted me what I should say. But uh, I will <laughs> oh say God. that to quote Annie, I would uh, abso- absolutely just text into a podcast, see if they will answer your question, <laughs> then take this podcast uh-huh. and just find subtle ways to play it very publicly. So maybe you guys are all in the quad together. You're hanging out there. Your guy's sitting there playing guitar. For you know, sure he is. I lift your name. You know, he's doing the thing and the mm-hmm. group is around him and it's a mid-sized No, he's doing Christian so universe. will I. He's for sure doing so will I. Well, it is a Bro. mid-sized Christian university. Are you sure that's a mid-sized song? Ooh, maybe. I don't mm. know. It, Lord, I lift your name on high sounds like the bubble size Christian university. That's right. So because it's a mid-sized, and I would just play this podcast everywhere you go, and mm-hmm. maybe, just maybe, your fellow will hear it. 
Annie, would you agree with me that she should never talk to him directly? <laughs> she should never use Annie, her God given voice. I told voice. somebody just go ask him out. So yeah, I'd agree with you. Just stay quiet. Just stay quiet. Stay away. Yeah, very he, silent. Just let him let him figure out that you might have feelings and stay as far mm-hmm. away as you can. And he'll just he'll sort it out and he'll find his way to you. Just terrible advice that we were given all the way through growing up. Right. It, it, because if there's anything we know about college age Christian guys, uh, it's that they are really, really, uh, they're really forward about being brave and <laughs> talking about how they and feel. Real perceptive and of women who real, are interested in them when they give no signals. Real take right. charge types. Right. They're not <laughs> spiraling in their own feelings about predestination and how it's all working out and da da da. They're going to understand, hey, yeah. There is this incredible person on the other side of the quad. I'm going to go up and ask this person if they want to go get a cup of coffee. So I would just wait and wait and wait. <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. Did you just call Joshua Harris? Did Joshua Harris just peep in and give us that advice? Because that's what it sounds like. College Christian guys have really mastered the art of look at her until she looks at me and then look away and then hope she's braver than I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Dude, that's so Sorry, it was a delayed laugh, but that was perfect. That hurts. Um, yeah. But I would say my initial instinct for you was go up, chat with them like a normal person, ask them to hang out, see if they want to spend, he wants to spend some time with you. Don't divulge all your feelings right away. Just yeah. be normal and ask him to hang out. And then I thought to myself, no, don't do that. Just make it real, real weird. So play the podcast publicly and see if he if he picks up on it. Do a Shawshank um, thing where you put it over the speakers of the entire the, the entire campus. And just yeah. play it, and he'll get it. Yeah, that's that. He's really answering from the Annie side and the Jesse side, which is exactly what we need from you, Eddie. So keep yeah, on. I'm channeling Jesse a little bit. I want to make yeah, yeah, sure yeah. that that his voice is always really represented because this is his segment. I want to do him proud. Uh, Alexis Lynn Ellis uh, asks, there are so many creative ideas out there for promposals, mm-hmm. but do you have any creative suggestions for how to break off a promposal? Hmm. Wow. These are equal questions, size, guys. Equal, she equal, equal, she equal, Eddie. This is a equal, she equal moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I feel initially the Lord telling me be passive. Um, so and this may be lowercase L for Lord, but I would say block on Facebook, block on all, all social media, return oh, yeah. no calls, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't oh, make eye contact with the person. Uh, I would but, but gently, Eddie, you go to, but yeah. a proposal is they are high school students. They go to the same school, I assume. Doesn't matter. Doesn't so you matter. can, you can ghost them after mm-hmm. school, but you're going to run into the dude in the hall. I say, if he made a poster, you make a poster. If he drew on sidewalk chalk, you draw on sidewalk chalk. If he <laughs> right. baked a cake, you bake a cake. You go equal shekel on this one and break mm-hmm. it up the same way he put it together. Oh, that's so these, terrible. Do you know these proposals though? Can we talk for real for Please. a second? Or yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like what on earth? Like it's all just mock marriage. So this is the like it wasn't enough that you just had to awkwardly figure out. You had to walk up to a locker and say like, hey, uh, would you will you go to prom with me? You, that, I mean, that was already the most terrifying thing in the world that you had to do in the normal days. Now yeah. it's a whole to do. Like, yeah. why are we doing this? It's, it's got to be a viral. It's, it's got to show up on on like Kimmel or it was a failure. Right. It feel, it's, it's, so, it's so much pressure. Everything no, is like you. a Everything's a thing, right? That's my podcast. Everything Everything's is a thing. A thing. <laughs> Baby announcements. That's a great podcast. Yeah. Gender reveal. Everything's a thing. It's a 50-50 shot 
of, of the 20 billionth person born in like the last 15 minutes. Like, of course it's going to be boy or girl. Who cares what color the mm-hmm, balloons are? Mm-hmm, we knew mm-hmm. what was coming. Um, I, <laughs> I guess wish, what I wish saying, the request to ask Eddie to come back on the podcast had been a big viral situation. I wish there'd been some sort of, had been uh, a moment. like a promposal for him to come yeah, back like on this. Balloons or, I don't know, uh, like a jet, you hire a jet to spell it out in the clouds with the, I don't there know. were, I don't know, mm. Tyler. There were literally threes or fours of tweets uh, out there. <laughs> <laughs> asking me not to but come to be back. fair to you, yeah. Eddie, that was all yeah. from the same one or two people. So yeah. I have my fan. Don't downplay have, this. Yeah, I have a person or two. Three or four um, tweets from one or one my, people. Again, again, my gut told me initially for this person to walk up and just speak honestly to the person that's going to do the promposal and say like, hey, hey I really... Yeah. I, I, I don't want you to go out on a limb here. I don't want you to embarrass yourself. I feel like I'm not going to go to It's already done, right, you. Cameron? Based on what she said. It sounded what, like that? the proposal happened and now she's trying to like get out of it. You Which know? also, oh. hello, it's it's November. Why are we proposing? I'm out on this. I'm so out on this. Well, I don't no, know. She, I, messed up, I messed up the question. She just has to do a no-prosal. So it's exactly right. what... It's just double down on how embarrassing and That's say no said. very, people very publicly people. again, maybe playing this podcast loudly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, promposal guy. My name is Eddie. I'm on the relevant podcast. Uh, you, she's not going to go to prom with you. I am so sorry. <laughs> you need to ask someone else a little bit more in your range because I think you you're batting. Ooh, he overshot his coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Any, was, any, would you agree that um, there is the potential that sometimes these big, really dramatic, like on the basketball court, uh, ask people to marry you or, or, or a promposal situation puts the pressure on the girl to say yes or, or the guy to say yes when they maybe would rather say they would have said no if they didn't have the eyes of the world watching them at the moment. Yes, 100 percent. It is. You will say yes to any public posal, prom or pro, either one. Carol oh, didn't to you, Mike Scott you, at, at the Dali Festival. Uh, remember, she he got up on the mic and Mike. Oh, right. I do remember that. Mike Scott. Michael Scott was was yes. going to propose oh, yeah. to Carol. Oh, that's she's right. like, no, right. don't. She was dressed right. as a cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think the, that's the, like, you don't want to say no on the, on the, like the big cam at the cub stadium. Right. You don't want to say no in front of like his friends and family who just finished their, their choreographed dance to some, to some like, I don't know, Backstreet Boys song. So it, it just mm. seems like such a weird thing to do. Did any of y'all do a public proposal? Oh no! No, we were no. in public, but it wasn't like a thing. No, yeah. everybody's got to have a photographer now and a whole thing. A no, videographer, it, you got to have a post party. Yeah, listen, I was at the Magic game last week, and the person on my row, like during a timeout, he yeah. got on a knee, and and there was a camera there and all this stuff. They threw it on the big screen, and then at the end, the PA announcer for the arena is like, "And the replay says she says yes," Ooh, and everybody yeah. cheers, uh, and I'm so like, corny. "She." was not having it. She said really? yes, but really? it was like Cameron. ticked at him. You could tell <gasps> like, like this no. was his dream, not hers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, I got to say, so some people are going to like social media at us and say like, Oh, we did a big public thing and my wife loved it or my husband loved it. Sure. And that's great. There are people some people are that different. just like, <laughs> you can just tell, but if I had done something big in public like that with Brianne, it would have just embarrassed her. She would have just not liked it. Yeah. You got to kind of, you got to know your person. Yeah. And it's not just like, so ours was very, very private. It was just at a Burger King in the middle of Arizona. <laughs> you know, we were sitting there and it was, you could still smoke back then. And you just, 
Smoking in a Burger King. Yeah. Very yeah. nonchalantly. That's worked really. That's been great for you. It worked out. So. And we're still rocking and rolling. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's a question. Uh, Lauren Rebecca is asking. Andy, is it Lauren or Rebecca? It's Lauren Rebecca. Um, every One word morning, or hyphenated. Uh, that's her first and last name. Lauren I Rebecca. Oh, she has a first name for. She has a last name for a first. Or she just, her Twitter name is written Lauren space Rebecca and her at is Lauren at Lauren Rebecca. Oh, interesting. So, anyway, I bet that's her middle name, but we'll just get her to follow it's, up. This is going to have something to do with the answer. I can feel it. Go ahead. Uh, Lauren. Yeah, go ahead. Every Lauren morning, every morning I wake up and sneeze about 12 times. It's starting Allergies. to ruin my friendship <laughs> with my roommate and I fear it will prevent me from ever getting married. I've tried oh. everything. Wow. What do I do? Wow. Oh, I miss Jesse right now. This is broad. First of all, I think your fears are founded. (laughs) I would say sure he won't marry you. You'll never find love. Honorable to live a life of being uh, single, Um, (laughs) and I would say lean into that hard. Any other questions? Or is that it? Would you add anything to that? Wait, I want to hear Cameron and uh, Huck. Y'all answer this one. What should she do? Oh, interesting. Her twelve sneezes keep her from getting married. I don't know. That is pretty annoying. Uh, I mean, why can't you just go ask your doctor? I mean, this is, I'm sure there's yeah. a pill. Or, That's about nine out of ten questions we get. My first thought is, why didn't you just go ask? Just a ask professional? a professional. This is this is she wanted she wanted the Jesse opinion, and I'm sure he would have some some very good advice. Like like, I I, I can't even I can't. Jesse I'm not wants gonna you to put something in try. your nose. Jesse for sure wants you to put something weird in your nose. Oh, oh yeah, Jesse would have you sneeze into something that generates electricity or yeah, something, yeah, 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 so yeah, that it's yeah, a very yeah, practical. Sure. Like yeah, they would use this. Yeah. It's it's hard because there's some people you can kind of channel what they're going to say. Like I feel like Annie, you and I could guess each other pretty well. Like it kind of yeah. you know, Jesse, it's it's impossible to know. It's but, the best part about him. It is impossible to know what he's thinking. Yeah, really ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but it, I, I think it is worth there, there's just some fundamental issues. It's like adults that have braces. If you sneeze 12 times. Um, oh, yeah, we've talked about the adults with braces. thing. <laughs> if you're still so sneezing soft. 12 times as an adult, I have some just strong questions about what's going on with you. Like what's in like, your room? My question also, is what yeah. is in your room? Or, or what's it behind the walls? Like there might be some right. mold back there. Mm. Oh, that's very How Cameron. You, that's a very there, Cameron answer. Is there a cat yeah. behind the walls? Is there How are you 23 years old? How have you got How much this? is it going to cost to take down these walls <laughs> and, and, and rebuild them? That's Yeah, we got to we got to get to the source you know, here. Here's my honest here's my honest feeling is that when you when you fall in love with somebody, initially, mm-hmm. initially yes. All those things that they do that that you find to be sort of irritating about yourself. The other person yeah. is like, it is so cute. How, oh. you know, like those oh. first. That, that, it's so she's like, sneezing. oh, I love the way she every morning she wakes up and chew. And like, he's counting it. One, two, two twelve, three. Just, that's Lord my Rebecca. girl. Yeah. Oh. So if you can get married before yeah. that wears off and it will wear off. But if you can get if you can lock it down before that wears <laughs> off, then I don't think there's any reason to worry. No, yeah, well, if, if he, she's a good if, if she's a good Christian girl, he won't know about the morning sneezes true. until after the true. wedding. I mean, he right. might hear it come from across the hall. And if but, he's a good Christian guy, he will wake up before she does and have his quiet time, so he won't even hear the sneezes. Exactly. He'll be praying in his prayer closet. He'll be listening to Hillsong, wake up at six a.m. so I can read the morning <laughs> paper too loud. Uh-huh. <laughs> go, to hear go stay. Go stay at a hotel for a few days. See mm-hmm. if it's your apartment or you. And if it's your apartment, just yeah. know that you need to move when just, you get married. God, no almighty, just go to an 
Lauren, Rebecca, just go to an allergist. Like you've got <laughs> allergies. You're allergic to down. You like your down pillow. You oh, have allergies. That's it. What if it is purely that she is allergic to her down? And like, if you're worried you're bothering your roommate, ask your roommate. Doesn't she live there? The th- the Jeez. problem though, and I hate to get into Jesse territory. It's the twelve sneezes. It's yeah. the fact that it's a predictable number of sneezes makes <laughs> yeah. me wonder if it's some sort of like internal coding mechanism yeah. to restart or to wake up the trackers or something. It, it's, you know what I mean? Psychosomatic. My, my yeah. grandpa sneezed in sevens. Rest him. Ooh, but, uh, amen. Yeah, he, he sneezed in sevens. Lucky. I love when things happen in sevens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, 12, it was very that's like irritating, a, a sneeze but... per disciple. I'm not into that. That's too much, Lauren or Becca. <laughs> Although oh, my guilt is getting the best of me. We have to say, Lauren or Becca. Sneezing twelve times is not going to prevent you from being loved. So let's just Eddie. don't worry about See, that. Act. This is why. This is why I knew I could sit back, Cameron. I know because yeah. Eddie's little black heart beats once every forty-five minutes. <laughs> it's like a little. It's like a little, 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 little. It takes one beat, and he says the true thing so that she feels loved and seen. Oh, really? oh yeah. Well, you just don't want her to actually. I mean, you just don't know. There's like a, there was just a moment where I'm like, there is a twenty-year-old woman sitting yeah. in a dorm right now weeping because these idiots have said, oh. <laughs> You're never going to be loved and whatever. <laughs> no, your 12, I care about your 12 sneezes only for medical reasons, but you're going to be fine. You you're don't worry. You're coming from that. a real place. There could be, maybe she had a breakup. Where it's like, I just can't do the sneeze thing. I, I just get, you're a great yeah. girl. I like you, but, but God did not call me to put up with a sneezer yeah. my whole life. And, right. and I want, and I want Lauren Rebecca to know that I, 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 I stand by it. It wasn't the right decision for us to make, but I do <laughs> wish you well. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're a very <laughs> lovely person and I'm sure you'll find someone to make you very happy. Lauren or Becca, find a guy that carries a handkerchief That's and you're going to be just right Don't worry about a thing. Uh, Emily Christine uh, asked, she says, my Why boyfriend... Why do you keep pulling double name girls today? Uh, that's what they're doing on Twitter these days. I don't know. Um, my boyfriend and I have been dating for two years. While we oh 100% intend to get married one day, we're still young and don't want to rush down the aisle. How do we fend off pesky extended family members who will be pressuring us to put a ring on it this holiday season? Hard answer. Edward? Edward or Eddie? Hard answer. Two years Two years they've been dating, huh? But two, two years. years. If, they're, if it's two years and they're 19 or if it's two years and they're 34 are two very different things. Still young. That's all it says is we're still young. Yeah, I'd say I'm still young. I would say I I think I like the opposite approach. Instead of figuring out how to explain it, I would lean into it because they're they're expecting you to push back or to be a little bit awkward or to give some explanation. Right. But I would every time Aunt Mary says, so is this year going to be the big year or do you have any New Year's resolutions? I would just look at her and say, yeah, we're going to get married soon. It is really important to us to stop this dating relationship because we know that we are living outside of what God wants for us and we need to get married in order to be fulfilled. And then I would just look at them and never blink. I mean, what if if she went all in and she just went, yeah, we're going to get married and then we are going to have kids and then we will buy a house and then we will pick a preschool. And just it went is, ahead and knocked out the next 15 years before of next Thanksgiving. It is so important to us to take the feedback from our family members and really apply it to something as <laughs> sacred as marriage. Right. And you know what? Thank you for the feedback. Yeah, we're getting married this year. We will let you know when it happens. Right. right. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, Mary, sorry. are you ordained? Because if so, right. we can do this right now. Yeah. Mary is totally Episcopal. Yeah. Uh, Alex oh, Lyon uh, asks, both my parents and my wife's parents are coming to our house for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's very timely. Mm-hmm. Any advice on how to survive? I, mean, I, I 
I would try to start dissociating from your parents. I would try to shut up. <laughs> if I would cut off that relationship. I mean, if you're in your early 20s, it's inevitable. No. I would slowly start to walk away and I would stop returning their phone calls and not invite hey. him over. Annie, did you have something different to say? What else is he supposed to do? <laughs> We're talking to Al Lyon over here. What is he going to do? <laughs> you tell I mean, me. I think you probably just make sure everybody has plenty of space. That's the sensible answer. Just give everybody space. Let everybody have permission to be themselves. Let people go on walks alone. Let people go shopping. But what if, what if Annie, you know, one of the, what if, what if the father-in-law is a bigot and he starts talking about, you know, politics yeah. and then the other one's like on the other side of the aisle and then you are the peacemaker. I mean, you can't just say, go on a walk, dad. You know, you just like, you know, like w- there's tension in the conversation. Yeah, that's true. I am assuming everyone's an adult and that is not always the case when no. families get when together. When families get together, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Especially you're right, you're blended, right. because, like these are two families that don't know each fight, other. I can walk away because I'm right. a grown up and just right. be fine eventually. But that's because we're all grown ups. Yeah, I mean, like if the two in-law parents don't like get seat eye to eye about stuff, I mean, you know, then the young married couple is kind of like the peacemakers. And like, I wonder if this is one of those stories where the two kids who got married are both only children Mm. to have both sets of parents coming to this one house. They're like only children. And this is their parents whole lives. (laughs) I I would say I would say to Al Lyon, um, I would start planning escapes immediately. So. Purposefully don't buy things. uh, All of that. I mean, just every both logical and illogical escapes. So logical. Ah, sorry. Forgot the the mix for the gravy. Be right back. You're out of there. I would say one an hour. I would get into a game on your phone. Right. Maybe download Toon Blast. Really great game. A lot of fun. Get into that. (laughs) Right. Escapism. I would feign an illness. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll be right back. Go and spend a half hour in the bathroom. You could watch all six seasons of The Wire. What uh, go watch the wire? Yeah. So in 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 a just kind of in closing, Alex Lyon, I would say what Ale- we've come Alex up with the here, Lion, Eddie. It's Alex the Lion. I believe Alex Lyon Madagascar. is his name. Yeah. It's <laughs> I would say avoidism, escapism, uh, and Netflix. Yeah. It seems to be where we've so good luck yeah. with the holidays. Good luck with that. Yeah. All right, last one uh, for Ask Andy. Um, Harrison Brock asks. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice. I'm just letting this one ride. Letting it ride. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great question because I, I haven't been given a lot of advice because I think it's pretty clear that I don't want to receive advice and I don't like being told. <laughs> well, wouldn't your counseling professors have given you like wisdom and tips? Oh, and- yeah. Yeah. I've gotten wisdom on like, you know, being married and stuff like that, you know, like outserve each other. That's a nice little tip in marriage and all that good stuff. Gosh, best piece of advice I've ever gotten. Annie, what's an interesting question? I, I want to hear everybody's doesn't thoughts. Doesn't outserve each other only work if both of you are doing that? Because like if if only one yeah. is, then it's a very it's and a unhealthy kind of dynamic, right? No, no, that is the thing. Outserve each other. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but, it was but it's like, it's like you can't tell the guy that like, hey, buddy, here's the best husbanding advice ever. Outserve each other. Right. Shouldn't it be like you're speaking to the couple together? Right, you are. Okay. Yeah, Ephesians, Ephesians five. That's the that's the whole thing with Ephesians five is like like your the job is to really be out serving of each other um, and to be in mutual submission to each other. That was the whole that was the advice I got from our pastor on our wedding day. And it was actually really helpful in marriage because it put me in check because you can't be like, he said, submit to me because he no, also no, told we're, you to we're both, to her. We're both in yeah. service to each this other. Is a, this is each a other. weird path you're on there, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. 
It feels like something's getting a little no. bit less about me, and maybe you got three <laughs> fingers pointing at yourself, Cameron. <laughs> and then there was only one set of footprints left in the same. <laughs> well, that is that is the no, best. Now, now the math is just getting confused. Oh, yeah, you're I like God you has feet. I mean, is that is that what we're to understand? The Holy I Spirit guess? clearly floats. Haven't you seen a ghost? I mean, come have on. we not? That I mean, I, at most you could see like a cape, like the dragging tail the dragging of, a cape. of a cape, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, but it's certainly not going to be another set of footprints. <laughs> I don't know. I hope you dance. That song inspired me a lot, and so I always dance wherever I'm at. Uh, I've heard that at a bunch of funerals, and it always feels like the right thing. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> this question isn't going great. <laughs> I'll be honest. This question is Chandler. Chandler, I see Chandler writing things down. He's just putting time notes of things to oh, cut is that from what the he show. Does to pull out to edit us. <laughs> Mental notes, absolutely. Yeah, I'd say Chandler. Just for the uh, the for the advice segment, I would yeah. go with. I would just cut it straight to two sets of footprints. Then I hope you dance, and then into right now. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any and great advice. Yeah, okay. I, I, I would. I would have the only. I would say the greatest advice I've ever received is yeah. what I'm about to say and okay. listen to myself, which is. Don't listen to anybody. You are just you do you. That's just you go alone. Don't take any advice from anyone. Oh, thanks, <laughs> Annie. Agreed. Agreed. Advice is for the birds. Don't do it. And I, I do think I can channel Jesse on this when he said the best, probably the best advice he's ever received yeah. is definitely uh, cross borders for illegal fireworks, because you're going <laughs> to you're going to want to get to a state that has a lot less regulation when it comes to fireworks. Yeah. I feel like that's probably his best advice. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I got knuckle tats that say never advise. So every time I make this in the mirror. You have so many fingers. <laughs> the last thing people see right before I punch him in the face is like, I shouldn't have given this guy advice. Yeah, right. He couldn't have made it any clearer than he did. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was uh, the debut and finale of Ask Andy. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's fair. I think that's good advice, actually. Yeah. Is don't yeah. do that that's again. That's the best piece of advice you've given today. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make this... Bring that series to order, but it was good for a long time. It's good to pilot it, you know, feel it out, see how the crowd reacts. Hey, y'all are already saying first episodes need to have a little bit of grace because you don't know where the thing's going. I think Eddie and I have really got a thing here. That's true. That's true. It's an interesting. It's interesting. Well, now for our next episode, Annie, will you be in a West Elm storefront every time or will it just (laughs) be for this one? That is the highest compliment I've received all day. So thank you. I'll take it. Hey, uh, okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Okay. Well, we were just talking about some advice for, you know, awkward family Thanksgiving meals. This coming week is obviously Thanksgiving. So we want to know for this week's question of the week, your most memorable, awkward, uncomfortable Thanksgiving holiday family moments. Uh, those, yeah, your crazy uncle or so and so said this or the proposal that happened in the middle of Turkey. I don't know. Like there's <laughs> oh, a ring buried in the gravy. Oh, I don't know. Right. Like, oh, that's that's good. I need those. <laughs> <laughs> Just eating your mashed potatoes. You crunch on something. What's this? Pull it out. It's a ring. <gasps> That's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want those stories. Bring them, yeah. bring them, bring them. Your, <laughs> the promposal that happened in front of her family, like they're all sitting yeah, down yeah, on yeah. Thanksgiving and he yeah, shows yeah, up with yeah. his big silly sign and a balloon, oh, whatever. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And her dad's like, this is the worst part. He's of trying to hurt a bunch of turkeys into, will you go to prom with me out on the yard? But turkeys don't <laughs> hurt. So they're just, it's just like, <laughs> like turkeys wandering around. He's spelling it out with Mitch is like, dinner served, gets the rifle out, bam, starts shooting all day. 
All right. So your most memorable family holiday or Thanksgiving particularly uh, story. And if it's and if it's not awkward, it will not get read. So lean in. What? Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post your longer stories on this podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Well, many thanks to Mark Wahlberg for joining us. Remember, his new film, Instant Family, is out today. Go check it out. Um, Also, thanks to Bright Peak for making the episode possible. Remember, for their holiday survival guide, a resource, how to kind of Make a plan and take control of your holiday spending. Head over to relevantmagazine.com slash love and money to download the resource. Um, it's a it's great, helpful, and free. Hey, uh, the Relevant Store, thinking about the holidays kicking off, Relevant Store is uh, full of podcast fan merch. If you want to uh, get a mug or a shirt or tote bag. I mean, a mug that says, hello, gen- good morning, gents, it's the best. It's the best. I haven't seen this whole thing yet. Did you get oh, it? It's, your it's really cool, on a mug? actually. Store, oh, that's neat. com. Go check it out. Uh, we're updating it every week with new products and stuff for you. And there are special discounts and shipping deals uh, for the holiday season. Go check it out. Store.relevantmagazine.com. And if you have uh, suggestions or ideas for merch you would like to see, just tweet us at Relevant Podcast and let us know. Oh, I've got do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, the new issue of Relevant is out now. We mentioned that earlier. Uh, if you want to read the Mark Wahlberg feature or the Lauren Daigle feature or any of the other great content, head over to relevantmagazine.com right now. You can view the digital issue. The new, it's also available on newsstands. And uh, you can subscribe now. Uh, when you're at the site, there's a great deal going on, not only for s- subscriptions, but also gift subscriptions. If you want to give uh, Relevant as a Christmas gift, there's a good deal. It's the gift that keeps on giving, literally. It? it comes six times literally. a year. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. Eddie, this was fun, man. Thanks for man, joining us. It was fun. Good to be good to be home. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Eddie, uh, it's really good to see you. It is. It's great. It's fun. I mean, you're no Jesse. Don't get me wrong. If I've got to pick one or the other, I'm for sure picking Jesse. But oh, I'm glad to see. Oh, you. I'm I'm picking Jesse. I would say the listeners are picking Jesse. Nobody thinks this is a good setup long term, but short term, somebody else has to be on the call. So here sure. I am, and I feel fine with that. I'm I'm a, I'm a good substitute. It's like this is like Thanksgiving dinner. It's like oh, there's Uncle Pete. You know, oh, we haven't seen him exactly in a while. Right. Here that's he is, exactly right. Uncle Eddie. Thank Love you. him. Everybody's like, man, I'm so glad he's here. It's fine that I don't see him more than this. I'm glad he's here. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Come back maybe next February. We'll do every yeah, yeah. couple of months. And, uh, I, I, think we're, I, I think we're good. Yeah, I gotta escape. Alright, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Annie F. Downs. I'm Eddie Koffoltz. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, everyone. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.
Relevant Podcast Network.